It is the prerogative of God alone to prescribe the duty of men and angels. The will of God is a perfect will and must be obeyed as it is set forth in his holy law because every requirement is just and is set forth by infinite wisdom. The law of God should be obeyed even though there were no authority to enforce it and no rewards for its obedience. The highest interests of men and angels are conserved in obeying the law of God. God's will expressed in his law is the supreme will and no invention, no device of men can take its place. Obedience to the commandments of men instead of to the commandments of God will be as abomination in the sight of God. For what God requires is essential for the highest good of his subjects and is therefore essential for the glory of God. Amen. God is good. Yes. And all the time. Yes. By the way, that is Signs of the Time, September 24, 1894, paragraph 4. I'll give you that again. Signs of the Times, September 24, 1894, paragraph 4. Let me ask you, how are you? Nice to see you. We thank God for bringing us safely through one more week. I cannot believe how quickly time passes. Every other day it seems to be day to take the garbage out because the days just fly so fast, so fast. But God knows what he's doing. And we just have to work with him. And if we do that, we'll be all right. Is there anyone present today? You are not a Seventh-day Adventist. May I see your hand? You are not a Seventh-day Adventist. May I see your hand? I believe there are guests online. Wherever you are watching us, we thank you for your presence. And may the Lord sweetly bless you and put a double blessing on your children. Our subject for today, liberty, liberty, liberty. What did I say? Liberty, liberty, liberty. And you know that ad very well. Before I jump into liberty, 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 by the way, some friends of mine politely rebuked me for not recognizing them. They're watching from Nairobi. <laughs> the Ochola family, God bless you. Thank you for joining us so faithfully. And wherever you are, if I knew your name, I'd greet you and recognize you. But my family in Nairobi, and I have several families in Nairobi, by the way, but the ones I know who are watching right now, the Ocholas, may God bless you as you join with us in spirit, despite thousands of miles intervening between you and us. Let the church say amen for our online guests. All right. Uh, I've always asked you and always will, if you don't need one of these things, be sure they're turned off. And I stress off, not down, because a vibration is a disturbance. What did I say? <laughs> yes, it is a disturbance. It disturbs you here. Nobody else knows, but you are disturbed, and your curiosity is aroused, and your focus may be interfered with. And so if you're not using one of these, turn them off. Or if you're using them, make sure there's no sound. Favor number two, while I'm speaking, pray for me and say, Lord, Put your words in that man's mouth. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And those are the words I desire to speak. And favor number three. I want you to think as you listen. 
Isaiah 1.18, come now, let us do what reason together, saith the Lord. Let us pray. Dear God, we're grateful for life. We thank you for freedom of religion, freedom of worship we still enjoy in this country. As we bow in your holy presence, dear God, if we've sinned against you, forgive us. Remove our iniquities, Father. Grant us more of your grace and cover us head to foot in the righteous robe of Jesus Christ. Grant us your spirit, dear God. Jesus tells us how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Father, left to ourselves, we will only guide ourselves into error. Let the Spirit guide our minds, dear God, into truth. Let us follow that truth. Bless all our guests who are online, dear God. We're always happy to have non-Seventh-day Adventists worshiping with us. Touch them very, very personally, dear God. Now, Father, possess me 100%. My mind, my mouth, my memory. Work through them for your glory and for the blessing of your people. Hear this humble prayer, Father. I offer it from my heart in Jesus' name. Let God's people say amen and amen. What's our subject? Liberty, liberty, liberty. In Genesis 2, reading verses 16 and 17. If I have preached a thousand sermons, 900 of them began with Genesis 2, 16 and 17. It's just one of the pivotal, foundational passages in all the Bible. Genesis 2, 16, 17, you're sure you know it very well. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest, what? Freely eat. What are we celebrating today? Religious liberty. You are at liberty to eat any of these trees, or from any of these trees, but... Of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And so we have, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat liberty. But, what's that? Think of liberty, but. (laughs) Is liberty limitless, yes or no? No. You cannot be so free that you do whatever you like. And so while religious liberty originated with God, and that's before Adam and Eve, because Lucifer had a choice to obey God or disobey. It was an act of worship. He chose disobedience. That same spirit worked in Adam. He chose disobedience. But when God said of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God put restrictions. The Seventh-day Adventist church is committed to religious liberty. There's an entire department called the Department of Public Affairs and Religious Liberty dedicated to this concept that... Every man, every woman should be free to think and worship as he or she chooses. Actually, the classic definition of religious liberty is freedom of opinion and worship. Freedom of religious opinion and worship. It originated with God. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. God gives us a choice. There's heaven, there's earth. We have a choice. God forces nothing 
on anyone with respect to worshiping him. And the devil forces nothing on anyone with respect to worshiping him. In our hands lies this precious thing called freedom of choice. Freedom of worship. Religious liberty. But I want us to uh, take our minds above religious liberty, above freedom of religious conduct, and take it a little higher. I'll tell you why I want us to do that. When we think of restrictions of religious liberty, we think of the government sticking its nose in our religious business. Are you following me? And so the government said, no worshiping in buildings, and so we stayed at home and we came up with Zoom. And we thank God for Zoom and the related platforms. The government said, six feet apart, fine, we stayed six feet apart in the supermarket. Even in the church, we were, at one point, every other pew. The Bible says, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, do what? Live peaceably with all men. If the government says, don't sing, we don't sing. There's no commandment that says, thou shalt sing in church. There's no commandment. If the government says, don't sing, we don't sing. They can restrict that. But I want you to observe something the government cannot restrict. Let's pray again. Fathers, I continue. Let my voice be yours. And let your mind be mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Go to Galatians chapter 2. Liberty, liberty, liberty. Galatians 2. We have to see religious liberty differently from other people. For the simple reason we're different. I didn't say better, I said different. Do you have Galatians 2? We read from 3. But neither Titus, who was with me being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised, and that because of false brethren and a ways brought in, who came in privily to do what? Spy out our liberty, finish the verse, which we have where? In Christ Jesus. The verse is very clear. There is a liberty we have in Christ, which no power on earth can restrict. The Greek word there for liberty is eleutheria. Eleutheria. Now, there are several words in the New Testament of the King James Version that are translated liberty. There's one called anesis, which is to put someone at ease, to give someone some freedom. And so in Acts 24, verse 23, Felix told a, a centurion, and he commanded the centurion to keep Paul, but to let him have liberty, meaning ease, so that people can come and visit him and his friends can see him. That's one word translated liberty, anesis. We have one called apoluo, which is also translated liberty. It means to loose someone, let the person go. The Greek word for loose is luo. So you have that in Acts 26, verse 32. And, Fest and Agrippus said unto Festus, this man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto Caesar. We would have let him go. Loose him, luo, to loose Apollua, to let someone go. Uh, Hebrews 13, 23. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty with whom, if he come shortly, I shall see you. Whatever circumstances had Timothy bound, now he's loosed, he can come to let someone go, Apollua. Then there's one called exousia, which normally means authority. First Corinthians 8 verse 9, but take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Liberty means your freedom to do as you choose. 
And so there's several Greek words, anesis, uh, apoluo, exousia, there's one called epitrepo, which means to give someone the, 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 the right to do whatever he or she wants to do. Okay. The one I'm focusing on is eleutheria, which is if different from slave bondage. Slave bondage, are you following me? It is opposite from bondage to slavery. Eleutheria, you are free. Now, keeping this in mind, we read Galatians 2 verse 4 again. And that because of false brethren unawares brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus. Finish the verse. That they might do what? Bring us? Ah, so bondage then is clearly the opposite of liberty earlier in that sentence. They wanted to bring the believers back into bondage. Now, verse 5 says, to whom we give place by subjection, no, not for an hour, that what? The truth of the gospel might continue with you. The truth of the gospel then is connected to the preservation of that freedom Paul speaks about in verse 4. Let me back up. Let's put two and two together. Look at verse 4. And that because of false brethren unawares brought in. Who came in, how? Privily. To spy out our what? Liberty, which we have where? In Christ Jesus. That they might bring us into bondage or restrict that liberty. To whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour. We would not even, even allow them one hour of restricting that liberty. Why? That the truth of the gospel might continue with you. The truth of the gospel is affected when a certain kind of liberty is restrained. So Paul said, we did not give place, give place by subjection, no, not for an hour. Liberty, the liberty I'm talking about is not so much religious liberty. Because religious liberty... Consider this. There are religions that worship Satan. Are you with me? Now, <laughs> that's not what a Bible-believing Christian supports. Now, we're not going to burn down their churches and shoot at them. No, 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 no. But the very message we preach will undermine their religion. Are you not with me? The very message we preach will undercut the termites of truth that we release will bring down their temple of error. There's a religion called Wicca. W-I-C-C-A. You can be an atheist, an agnostic, a theist, or whatever, and be a part of that church. They believe in a man God and a woman God. The man God has horns, and we know who has horns, according to tradition. That's whom they worship. We have a religion called Rastafari. Are you listening to me? For many of them, I don't say all, for many of them, Haile Selassie is the second coming of Christ. And he's a god. And in these religions, there's something called mysticism. Mysticism in Wicca or Rastafari or whatever, Satanism, it is the experience of going into an altered state of consciousness to experience God. Whether you do that by marijuana or drugs 
or whatever, you enter an altered state of consciousness. And the belief is, if you enter that conscious state or state of consciousness, you're more able to identify or communicate with God. So take some drugs, get drunk, get high. That's the religion. We must practice freedom of religion. I'm saying again, there is a freedom that the government cannot restrict. Let's stay in Galatians, but go to chapter 5. What's our subject? Liberty, liberty, liberty. Let's look at liberty, liberty, liberty in Galatians 5. Verse 1. When you found it, say amen. amen. And what are you supposed to tell me? What are you supposed to tell me when I speak? You've all forgotten? Slow down. Mm -hmm. You never do. Well, we must live in hope. <laughs> okay. What book did I say? What chapter? Reading from what verse? Now, if you have the King James Version, read with me. Stand fast, therefore, come on, in the liberty wherewith Christ. Come on. Mm-hmm. Anglican with the yoke of bondage. Christ. Now, what did we read in Galatians 2 verse 4? The liberty which we have in Christ Jesus. Now Paul says of this same liberty, Christ hath made us free. Now you ask, you tell me, if Christ has made me free, can the government restrict that? The answer is no. Then this liberty must be much more than sitting in a building or driving a car. It extends beyond physical behavior. Stand fast. What does that mean to you? Hmm? Stand firmly. Let nothing but you. Let nothing move you, not even the government. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We are called upon to stand fast in a liberty that rises above religious liberty. Now, don't leave this place thinking I'm opposed to religion. I'm not. My wife is in charge of religious liberty for this church. <laughs> I believe in religious liberty. Are you following me? But I also believe that God has called his church in this day, as he called ancient Israel, to stand as a light in the world. I also understand that when the Israelites were coming into Canaan land, God told them in Exodus 34, verse 13, but ye shall destroy their altars, break down the images, and cut down their groves. <laughs> I also believe that God told the Israelites in Deuteronomy 18 from verse 9, When ye are come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Because some religious behaviors are counted by God as abominations. Religious liberty, yes, but there's some religions that practice human sacrifice. And the government ought to restrict that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> there are, there's some countries in Africa, uh, um, Burundi, Tanzania, Uganda, where if you are an albino, your life is to some degree in danger. Because this, this religion of which doctors believe that if you can get an albino human sacrifice 
or cut off an arm or a leg or something, take it to a witch doctor, they'll perform some service, then you get riches, you get a husband or a wife or a job or an education, whatever. So human sacrifice, so they are kidnapped and some of them are attacked and cut up and offered, in, that is a religion. So when you say religious liberty, you got to step back and look closely. What do I mean? Because there were some religious practices God condemned. And if you're a Christian, you cannot support the church of Satan. Because then you're, you're, you're an enemy of God. Now, as I said earlier, Jesus said to the disciples, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore what? wise as serpents we have to get along otherwise said we should come close to ministers of other churches and pray with them and present to them the truth why would she call upon us to do that because what they preach to some degree is not biblical so while we respect what they do and we respect the fact that it's a religion but we have a mandate from above to present a message called the three angels messages but let me continue with religious liberty but a higher level spiritual liberty and so we read verse 1 again of Galatians 5 stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage now go to verse 13 let's look at the second liberty read with me for brethren ye have been called unto what liberty you answer me, if God called you to liberty, can the government take it away? No. The answer is no. Then we have to ask, what is this liberty? It must be more than meeting in a church and wearing white. For brethren, members of Ipsy, those online, ye have been called unto liberty, but use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Here again, we have restrictions. Well. You're not free to sin. Are you following me? The man or the woman who thinks he or she is free to sin is in bondage. Obedience to God is freedom. And so Paul says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Verse 13, for brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. That's what God calls us to. And what God has called us to, no human being can prevent including, well, the devil is not a human being, but the Satan himself cannot prevent us from coming into that liberty to which God has called us. And that liberty ultimately is the freedom to obey God. Let me explain biblically. Go to Daniel 3. It's at 12.27. I don't, I don't remember when I began. And don't tell me. 12.27 was that, Pastor? Oh, I did begin at 12. Okay. All right. Do you have Daniel? Let's read from verse. We know Daniel set up, not Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar set up what? An image of all gold from head to foot. Verse 4. Then an herald cried aloud. To you it is commanded. Stop. It is what? Commanded. Give me a short word for command. An L, an A. Come on. Hello. It's the law of the land, passed by Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was a one-man ruler. Are you following me? 
he killed you if he didn't like you he set you up if he liked you that's the way he was by the way god eventually converted him after he spent seven years as an animal don't let god choose the harsh way to convert you yield to him so you can do it the smooth way are you listening to me god is a nice person i like him but god will find some harsh ways to wake you up that's why Eloise says never ask god to humble you you will not like the way he does it then an herald verse 4 daniel 3 cried aloud to you it is commanded O people nations languages and at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet flute Heart, sack, but psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, he fell down and worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king have set up. Now, that is a call to violate commandments one and two. Have no other gods? What's the other one? Don't make images, don't bow to them. Now, the three boys didn't make the image, but they were, they were called to bow. It is a call to violate commandments one and two. But the Bible says, Whoso shall keep the whole law and yet offend in? Come on, he's guilty of? It was a call to violate God's universal government, governmental constitution. Those three boys exercised, what's the word I'm about to use? Liberty. To say no to Nebuchadnezzar and yes to God. Nebuchadnezzar could not restrict that. Now, they were called and they came. That's fine. The Bible says, as far as you can, live peaceably. They, were, they came. Now you bow. No. No. Well. no. There's a fiery furnace. We see it. <laughs> and we feel it. But we're not bowing. That is, come on, that's higher than religious liberty. That is spiritual liberty. This is what God gives us. And no power on earth can take that from you or from me. Spiritual liberty. Because religiously, people behave all kinds of ways. Religion really is behavior. Notice the definition. Freedom of religious opinion and worship. The way you behave and conduct yourself. There are people, remember when uh, Elijah was on Mount Carmel? First Kings 18. What were the priests doing to themselves? They were, that was part of their religion. There are people today who do that. Around Christmas, they cut themselves. And they get nailed to crosses. Or they carry crosses through streets. Or they bleed. That's their religion. And they're free to do that. But when Nebuchadnezzar told those three boys, bow, they said no. That's freedom. He gave them a second chance. Verse 15, now... If ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sack, but psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? Nebuchadnezzar thought he had those boys in his hand. But no earthly power can control the one who trusts God and obeys God. When Jesus stood before Pilate in John 19, Pilate said to Jesus in a verse uh, 10, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and I have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me. That's spiritual through liberty. He's going to the cross. 
He's facing the man who is sending him to the cross at an earthly level, you mean. Understand me clearly. Christ came to die. And he tells him, mm -mm -mm. let me check you. Mm -mm. The power is from above. My father has allowed you. And if my father has allowed you, my father is still thinking of me. He has allowed you. So no, you have no power over me. Any institution that seeks to restrict your spiritual liberty. You ought to say like your savior, thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. You have the power. A young man wrote me this week. He said, Elder, there's a lab I need to take. It's on Friday night. Should I go? I said, no. No. He writes me all the time. Another occasion, there's a class. It begins at a certain time, ends on Sabbath. Should I go? No. Because you must protect the edges of the Sabbath. No. And I always tell them, I cannot in good conscience tell you yes. Even if it's the last lab you need to graduate with your PhD, don't go. You have that freedom to say no. If you work for General Motors and they send you a slip, uh, you're required to work on Sabbath or Saturday, you say no. There is no power that can restrict this. They can restrict this and this, not this. The conscience, educated by the word. Because there are people whose conscience are not bothered by cannibalism. Because that's how they grew up. Are you listening to me? That's how they grew up eating their enemies. So conscience educated by the word of God. Because your highest authority on mine is not conscience. It is thus saith the Lord. Even a conviction from the Holy Spirit should be examined, examined in the light of thus saith the Lord. Because it might not be the Holy Spirit. What's our subject? Are we at Galatians 5 still? Oh, yeah, we went to Daniel. Let's go back to Galatians 5. <laughs> one person is listening. Okay. Let's go back to Galatians 5. We look at 1.13 again. 1 and 13. 12.34, 12.35. Stand fast. Brothers, I go on. Please possess me, Lord, without any reservation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stand fast. Go to Revelation 2. Revelation 2. Read verse 25 for me. This is a message to one of the seven churches. Here's Thyatira. Say that again. Hold fast. What? Which that, which delight? Yeah, hold fast, he tells the church. Go to Revelation 3. Read verse uh, 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast. Come on. That no man take thy crown. The government cannot take your crown. They can take your house. But you don't need a house to go to heaven. They can take your car. Let them take it. Make sure they do not take your crown. Hold that fast. No man take thy crown. 
And so Galatians 5 verse 1, stand fast. Don't buckle. You're not for this in school. You do not attend classes on Sabbath. Stand fast. Hmm? In the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Don't disappoint Christ in order to please the government. But Christians should be the best citizens on the face of the earth. Are you following me? The Bible says in Romans 13 verse 1, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. You know why Biden is the president? You don't know? You thought he was president because you voted? He's there because God allowed it. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to my God allowed it. Daniel 2.21. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He removeth kings and... Mm-hmm, who removed Trump? Mm-hmm. Who will remove Biden? <laughs> when you understand that, you face the daily challenges with peace of mind. Because like Jesus Christ, you can look at Pilate... The Republicans, the Democrats, the Independents, Putin, Xi Jinping. You can look at them and say, you can have no power at all against me except my father. Religious liberty. Verse 1, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Verse 3, let the use, for brethren we have been called unto liberty. That's two. The verse says, use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. What's our subject? Liberty, liberty, liberty. But it rises above religious liberty. Mm-hmm. Spiritual. You are free to obey God. And there is nothing the government can do. Your freedom is so great, it rises above the value you've placed on your life. Let me say it differently. If your life is still your most precious commodity, you're not free. And the devil knows that. That's why when the devil went back to heaven uh, to talk about Job in chapter 2, and God said, Hast thou considered my servant Job? And he described him, and still he holdeth fast his integrity. You took all his possessions, he's still faithful. The devil said to God, Skin for skin, all that a man hath will he give for his life. I was uh, watching the news several months ago, watching riots in Sri Lanka, because people couldn't find food. When the epidemic hit us, uh, late 2019, early 2020, there were struggles and battles and outbreaks for this essential item and that essential item. Let me tell you something. (laughs) When survival is threatened, People behave like animals. It makes no difference how many PhDs you have or don't have, or MDs, or GEDs. When survival is threatened, people will fight and scrape to save life. But when your life is not priority number one, but the glory of God, you're free. Because you have a God who has you covered, whether with manna, or whatever he has you covered. And so on this religious liberty Sabbath, I want you to keep in mind, understand, there's something called spiritual liberty. 
I am free to say no to sin. I am free to say no to Satan. I am free not to join that demonstration against the government. I am free to pray for the government. But I am free to make God first and keep him first. I enjoy spiritual liberty. And so in cooperation with my Savior who said to me through Paul, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Galatians 2.5 And that because of false brethren unawares came in who came in unawares brought in who came in privily to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus. My brothers and sisters there is a liberty that resides in Christ in which we participate when we are in Christ. And that's the freedom to obey God. Let me say it again. The freedom to obey God. When that becomes more valuable to us than life. Now we're Seventh-day Adventists, we believe in the time of trouble that's coming. It's biblical. Seems to me we're alone preaching. During the time of trouble, some of us will lose our lives. Until probation closes, then there's no more need for anyone to lose a life. Before probation, the little time of trouble, and the big time of trouble, the little time of trouble particularly, some of us will lose our lives. But you see, Christ died for us. Yes or no? We must be willing to die for him. You didn't get it. (laughs) I want to stop, but you didn't get it. Let me continue. You and I must be willing to lose our lives for Christ. That freedom, no power can take from us. And so this morning I appeal to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Exercise the freedom to obey God. Exercise the freedom to respect your neighbor. Exercise the freedom to observe the seventh day Sabbath. Exercise the freedom to say no to habits that destroy mentally, physically, and otherwise. Exercise the freedom to avoid the association of friends who will only take you to prison or to some rehabilitation program. Exercise the freedom to live as a child of God. Saying no to everything that offends God. And yes to everything that pleases him. And so I ask you now in the presence of God, how many of you will say with me, Father, help me to exercise that freedom under all circumstances to obey you. Can I see your hand? To obey you. Stand up with me. To obey you. But we also ask God to give us that compassion that we will be, we would intercede and advocate for those who are oppressed. Are you with me? We'll pray for the people in Ukraine. No matter what they believe. Are you following me? We'll pray for those in Turkey who are still suffering from that earthquake. No matter what they believe. Because you know what? There's someone in heaven who still, come on, loves them. And we must demonstrate that love without hurting our relationship with God. So we're free to pray for those who are different from the way we are. We're free to pray and love our enemies. And possibly by so doing, make that enemy a friend. Let us live in that freedom that Christ gives us. 
which the government cannot take. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the challenge of your word, dear God. We thank you for the wisdom that exists that allows us to so live in a world that is largely hostile to you. To so live that we're free to obey you and yet we're tenderhearted to those who don't know you or those who just flat out reject you. Dear God, let us focus on spiritual liberty. Let us do all we can to cooperate with the powers of this world, this society, this country. But let us always remember like Jesus, thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Let this be our anchor point, dear God. Bless all those who listened. Keep us faithful and save us when you come, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray. Let God's people say, Amen and Amen. You may be seated.